I mean, if you're doing business, just be transparent and be authentic. I think um, it really helps you. It, it really helps you in building trust, building trust, not from only from your customers, but for your team, from your vendors, partners. Um, I mean, and, and I think always focus on long term. Sometimes, I mean, most times, actually, that's one of my mental model that if something is easy on short term and difficult on long term, uh, do that because most likely that will work out. Um, so always uh, focus on long term and just be transparent, just be honest in what you do. Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Thank you to Tracy down at Tranquil Turn Massage in downtown Coeur d'Alene. Look, my wife and I, we see Tracy and her team every single month for a couple's massage, and it is the best thing. Tracy is a master massage specialist and a Hanu Ashiatsu trainer. You need to reach out to Tracy and her team. Make sure that you tell them that I sent you, and you'll get 25 bucks off your next massage. Also, while you're there, check out CDA Brows, Body, and Ink. Make sure to tell Tracy that I sent you, and you'll save 100 bucks on your next tattoo brows and plasma tightening services. <laughs> Rish, you're the founder and CEO of Content Beta and so much more, man. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you, Alec. My pleasure. Uh, I'd like to kick things off by going back a bit. Like, where did you grow up and, and what was childhood like for you? Sorry, can you say that again? Yeah, so I, I, I like to kick the show off by going back a bit. Where did you grow up and, and what was childhood like for you? So, uh, so I, I'm based in Mumbai, India, and probably grew in different cities in Mumbai, uh, in India. Um, and childhood, I think, was enterprising because I belong to a, like a business community very similar to how Jewish people are. Uh, we are Gujaratis, and um, so people in our surrounding network, everybody here runs their own small or medium, large-sized business. So probably that was something which I had aspired from since childhood. Gotcha. Was there someone that made the biggest impact on you that led you to the, what you're doing today? Um, I wouldn't say someone, I would say some situation. So, so I used to work with a venture capital fund um, and probably we were, we had exhausted our fund investments and I got a lot of time on my hand. Um, and while evaluating business ideas for the VC fund, um, scrambled upon something which I thought could make it big. Um, it was big on Excel, but didn't become big in real life. But yeah, that was my kickstarting point. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. <laughs> And like I mentioned, you're the founder of Content Beta. Uh, for those who don't know, what is Content Beta and, and who is it for? So so remember all marketers for software companies, they want to run campaigns, but probably the feature releases are coming up and they're swamped with lots of fur, right? And so let's, let's say they want to create a creative, like a video or a design asset quickly. What do they do? Their in-house team is bombarded. Their freelancers are unavailable or probably they have to uh, evaluate them. We are like an extension to their team, right? So we give the we we provide like a, a designer, video producer, copy editor, project manager, creative director, all on a monthly subscription plan. So you could create content for product marketing and customer enablement. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, I love it, man. What is it that you guys do that your competitors are not doing? So three things. So in one way, we are an agency, right? So probably we. We have the same services model, but we've done three things which differentiates us from the competitors. One is our focus. So we only focus on SaaS and software industry. By that, we've made our internal processes, the team capabilities tuned to that. So we're able to deliver things faster at a reasonable cost. Um, number two, we've become tech enabled, right? So the old old uh, uh, way of working with agencies, hey, you go to a Zoom call, give them a brief and probably um, they'll come back to you after two months. We are super fast and everything happens like in, transparent ways. We have a project manager uh, 
who project management software will show you the status of your projects. And the third thing I think is uh, because of our focus and uh, our speciali specialization, probably in my location, we're able to uh, offer our services at a reasonable cost. So probably people find it easy to scale up and down based on their needs. Gotcha. Man, I love that. And, and you started this company in like the middle of COVID, July 2020, like crazy times. Like, you know, but a lot of people start businesses or a lot of successful businesses started in kind of the crazy times in the world. How did you combat the the voices maybe or other people telling you that's a horrible time to start a company? So actually, I started my company a long time ago. It was 2014. So we used to do oh. on, online training and uh, corporate training. So we used to go and teach new hires at large enterprises like PwC, ENY, Amazon, Walmart uh, in it. India. And during COVID, the, these things fell down. I mean, nobody was investing in people anymore. Uh, and people were trying to cut corners, cut down costs, and probably our training business got, got went down, right? I mean, it went down like 90%. And that time we used to run two, two YouTube channels, uh, both with 300K subscribers. And then we thought we know how to create content and we know how to engage people. Why don't we do that as a service for other software companies who are not as big as Tableau or Microsoft? Um, let's see if there's a need. Um, so that that's how we kick-started in uh, July during COVID. Um, so initially it took a lot of time, right? Because it takes some iterations. You just have to stick to it. Right? I mean, uh, we thought of some market based on our forte and we went deeper and deeper and deeper and um, we, we were able to be successful in some areas. Come on. I love it. I mean, anytime that you're starting a business or, or getting into a new venture there, there's always fears of failure or things like that. Like, how do you, how did you get through those fears? Um, I think fear of failure, uh, yeah, the initial point is, is way too much. Um, so I think what I did, uh, I, I did a lot of research and not research by sending surveys and questionnaires. I hung out on a lot of communities uh, where my target audience used to hang out. By that, I could learn their lingo. I could learn what problems do they have. I learned about what, how are they solving them today. So it was kind of easy when I started in terms of at least messaging or what offer should I give them that they'll find it. Um, juicy. I'm not going to lie that, hey, I cracked it the first time. I came up with one idea, made a shift in three months, made a shift in another three months, um, and then I got settled with that same offer. Uh, so it takes a bit of iteration. Um, but one thing which I thought would really help, if you have some some money flowing in, I mean, you're not only dependent on that, right? If you have some savings, some cash flow coming in, um, maybe even fraction of what your expenses are, I think that really helps in giving you that comfort that, hey, you could you could probably sustain this for six more months. Yeah, I love that. And, and you guys have three principles, which I, I absolutely loved. When I was going through your website, you have these three principles, be authentic, be transparent, and move fast. Can you deep dive into those and why those three? Um, so I think our natural competitors are the traditional agencies, right? And we thought that if we want to, I mean, and, they, and, and they, these were like, deeply rooted. I mean, it's not easy to displace it, right? I mean, if you if something is working out for an organization, why would they switch? So we needed a strong reason that how do we differentiate ourselves um, in in our messaging, in our in our positioning, we think of them as enemies, right? So they are like, you are, uh, so we say that agencies are expensive and slow. How do we defeat that? By becoming less expensive and fast, right? So, um, so we did that. Uh, and another problem which people were saying that, hey, uh, most agencies are uh, they don't deliver things on time so we thought how can we make our communication more transparent so my customers understand where their projects are uh, they understand what they could expect um, and there are no gray lines i mean most agencies also have very uh, 
like back of the door kind of pricing don't share it upfront we've made a point that everything is upfront on our website you don't have to get on a call to learn more about or probably i won't change my pricing because you are a enterprise customer and not like a startup customer so we thought we got to make transparent we got to be um authentic because we are creative people right so creative people got to be authentic um and we got to be fast because uh, a bit slow as uh, what our competitors do mm. i love that man it's such a good explanation there and i love the the concept around those three principles it's so important for those three things in business there uh, one of my favorite things when i'm doing podcasts is talking to other podcasters you're also a podcaster of i believe multiple podcasts there uh you know what are your podcasts about and and why did you decide to start them so podcast i started when i started my business so that time yeah. i mean there were fewer podcasts and very fewer in in very few in areas of software and saas uh my motivation was not marketing actually my motivation was learning So I thought if I could get people on call, I was a newbie in marketing and product marketing world. I thought if I could get people over a call, try to ask them questions and uh, probably learn from them, and probably from that experience I could share that with other people, and probably they could also benefit from it. So that was the initial motivation to start the podcast. Uh, but slowly, I think we crossed like thirty episodes in one of our shows. So we have two shows: the product marketing show and new things in customer education. Um, and both and both shows are. from our audience right i mean we, they are also a target audience um and they are also who we talk to on a day to day basis so i think it it helped me re- and and podcast it, it's a free source of content right i mean let's oh. say we have recorded this you could repurpose that into six other things you could put it into a blog into an audiogram into a video clip you could make tiktok channel out of this podcast um and and i thought that hey rather than me doing research and creating notes and i don't know if that will be great why don't i get like the best person on the topic um and try to learn from him probably he'll he'll create far better content than I'll do spending 100 hours on google it's so good i i think when i first started podcasting it was like i just want to have a great conversation with somebody and i can learn at the same time and it was almost like man i almost wanted to just hold this stuff in and not share it and i was like okay no this is a podcast <laughs> i got to share this stuff out with the world man because it's so good uh that's i mean that's why i started podcasting was i wanted to have great conversations i want to understand actually the first podcast i had i was interviewing mma fighters and i said why do you wow. want to get in a cage and get punched in the face so like that was my only <laughs> question for them you know like i didn't understand right and so but i knew that like in those conversations like man i'm having such great conversations i got to share this stuff out and so i love that um you didn't jump in a podcasting for the marketing or the money it was it was to learn right and that's the same man i think podcasting is so powerful when you're i mean obviously you've been a very successful entrepreneur now but sometimes as an entrepreneur you eat like kings and sometimes you eat like top ramen like what's the hardest lesson that you've learned through your entrepreneur journey um so i think two things one is initially don't think about scale um do things which which you don't think are scalable really like, like for example reaching out to individual people right or uh writing emails to customers yourself right uh two things i mean naturally they can't be scaled when you become like bigger but it really helps in getting initial feedback um and and making sure your offer your proposition is tuned to what your audience wants and not what you want um and second second one is actually the opposite second one is when you when you achieve that product market fit uh, i mean when you think that you have few customers and people like what you offer then keep on only do things which scale right so uh build an engine build systems because there is a limit with which i can grow the business I and mean, i have only 24 hours in a day probably 8 10 hours 
I'm inactive. So uh, I can't let that limitation stop the the growth of business. So probably do things which only scale and do things. Only, I mean, I only do things which I like to do. Um, everything else I try to outsource or uh, try to delegate it to my team. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I like only do things that you like to do. That's the probably the best answer that every entrepreneur should be looking at, man, because that's so true. So true there. Um, I love to ask this question. Like, what's your message to the world? Uh, I mean, to the world is kind of big and broad, but I yeah. think I would, I would just say, um, I mean, if you're doing business, just be transparent and be authentic. I think um, it really helps you. It, it really helps you in building trust, building trust, not from only from your customers, but for your team, from your vendors, partners. Um, I mean, and, and I think always focus on long term. Sometimes, I mean, most times, actually, that's one of my mental model that if something is easy on short term and difficult on long term, uh, do that because most likely that will work out. Um, so always uh, focus on long term and just be transparent, just be honest with what you do. Yes. Come on, man. There you go, dude. I, I, I love to uh, ask the question too, like for you guys, like what's coming up next for you? What are you most excited about right now? I think the way AI is posing new challenges and new opportunities for the world, uh, probably more in the content space because that's where I belong to. I mean, a lot of agencies and service providers are scared that, hey, maybe I will take our jobs. Um, maybe we'll die. Maybe um, our workload will come will cut down our budgets by 80%. I think, and people think AI is an enemy, right? I mean, uh, very similar to how this um, hand loom, uh, people who used to weave clothes with hand in the industrial revolution, they were scared that, hey, machines will try to replace us, yeah. right? So instead of doing that, just think about how can you, how can you reduce your work using AI, right? How can you turn on things faster? How can you pass on the benefit of cost to your customer so that they feel it's worth it? So I think, um, yeah, think of, think of AI as a friend, not like an enemy. Yes. Uh, come on. I use it for, you know, help me with some blog posts and some shorts and stuff like that, man. It's a, such a great tool there. Definitely not something to be scared of quite yet. I think it could go the wrong direction, um, but not quite yet. That's awesome. You know, I love to, to finish the show there uh, with a, with a fun question. I'm a big music guy. So I love to ask the question, like what's a favorite band for you or do you, what type of music do you like to listen to? Uh, I mean, I, I love listening to rock and uh, punk rock, but I mean, these days I'm listening to Hans Zimmer because uh, because I'm, I'm going to Hans Zimmer concert in Amsterdam in a couple of months. So, so I just wanted to be in that groove that, hey, let's listen to Batman, let's listen to Inception. So yeah, that's probably on my playlist. Come on. That's awesome, man. Uh, Rich, this was such a great conversation, man. I love what you guys got going on. I love your message to the world. I love your actual platform, man. It's going to change the world. It is change the world. You're an absolute world changer, man. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you, Eric. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. I hope that my guest was able to bring you some amazing wisdom and knowledge to help you continue to fight for your goals, your dreams, and your purpose. If you could do me one big favor and just hit that subscribe button, I would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Keep changing the world. I believe in you. Have an amazing day.